Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, Welcome to Beyond the Mask. I'm Jeremy Stanley and I've been working with CRNAs for over 23 years and I'm married to one. And my co-host is... Sharon Pierce. Sharon's a practicing CRNA for 20-something years and past president of the AANA, (laughs) the NCANA, and held many other leadership roles. In fact, most of our listenership knows Sharon or at least know who she is. Our goal with every episode is to educate and enlighten CRNAs. And Sharon, once again, I think we've put together a wonderful show. Mm, Looking forward to this. We've got two of our guests that we did separately, and we're bringing them both back together so we can get a new topic. Yeah, so we're coming to you live from mid-year assembly right now. and we We're have so Karen. lucky to get them in the same room at yeah, the same exactly. time. Yeah, we've got Carolyn Kilman, who is the student rep to the education committee, and Ashley Fadan, which is just CRNA extraordinaire. So, And she wears her title. Right, Ash? I do wear my title. Yes, you do. It's on my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about bullying on social media and fear of engagement. Well, let's give them a little bit of background, how we wound up getting these two ladies into the room together. We did a podcast with Ashley on social media, and I I love how she put it. Let's use the force for good, because Ashley is a big social media advocate. And then it was just a couple of weeks after that, we did a podcast with Caroline about student engagement, those types of things. And the topic came up about social media and how sometimes students felt bullied on some of these sites. And so we thought, who better to get together than these two people and talk about this subject? Absolutely. We'll just go ahead. I know Caroline's been very busy. She's at chomping at the bit over there. I know. I mean, she's, I mean, she's wiggling back and forth. I mean, she's excited. We're wiggling to together be here. over here on the side of the table. I don't think there's enough air in the room for me and you too, Jeremy. In addition to them, but I know Carolyn has been talking to a lot of students that are here and has done a little informal study of sorts. So why don't you kick us off? And I'm sure that. There won't be any room for us to talk going forward. Jeremy? You know, we never have a problem with that. That's it. Well, thank you so much for having me back again. And here at Mid-Year Assembly, throughout the breaks, I have had the opportunity to interview the student body, anonymously so, regarding how they feel about social media. Not just the Facebook pages, but Instagram, Twitter, and things like that. And I've gotten a lot of good feedback. And just to stay on the positive note to start off with, 
Um, a lot of the students say that they love it because it's very informative and that they love finding out different practices in different geological areas. Geographical, Geographical it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. okay. Yeah, people out there, this child never oh, eats. We have diamond-crested tools and things like that. Oh, that, that we use. It could be, it could be a sapphire blade. That's bedazzled. So it can be geological so, and geographical. Thank you. You're Best so of both words. Oh, my goodness. So, um, and networking. And one particular student said how she loves getting on, particularly the CRNA, SRNA page, and asking different CRNAs what their practices are. And she incorporates this in her presentations and didactic, which is super cool. And I didn't know that she did that. And her classmates say that it's really helpful. And students love the fun trivia that CRNAs post regarding troubleshooting and tidal CO2 waveforms and interpreting chest x-rays, which is super mm -hmm. awesome. And mm -hmm. they also love real life events versus textbook and how you incorporate things like that. So a little bit shifting the, the state of mind here, I asked them one word to describe social media for them. And some of the words that I did get would be battleground and chaos. And they state that I'm already stressed as it is and it's very overwhelming to see CRNAs post about number one topics that are going on in our association that we don't really have a good background for and then they don't necessarily want to have a biased opinion based off of that. So then they remove themselves completely. And all of the positive things that I just shared that these students really love about these pages, they kind of give up in regards to the negative aspects that they've stated. And something in particularly that I enjoyed um, talking to some of the students were, it was about leadership opportunities. And certain students have stated, especially with CRNAs that are very prominent in our association, that they kind of taken a step back and maybe aren't as willing to seek opportunities because of the way things have been presented on social media. So I guess my question would be, what I'm hearing you say is that for students, their first touch point with some leaders within the association may be on social media and they are i don't know making some assumptions based on what they see on social media mm -hmm. is that what i'm hearing you say that's that's correct hmm. well it goes along with the the idea of, of we talked about you know the, the downside of social media is that what you put on there is it's forever, forever. And so I think a lot of times, and leaders in our association are formal and informal. There's more to just being in an elected office. There are people who are volunteer leaders. I think I honestly believe that everyone is a leader. It just depends if you want to be a good one or a bad one. We all lead operating rooms. You lead your classmates. You are a leader formally and informally, which I think is fabulous. But I think as from that perspective, I think that a lot of times we forget our audience because I've been reflecting upon this because we've had some pretty dramatic instances happening as of late and as an observer from someone who tries to take things not personally but just as an organizational focus, right? It's just something to observe. It's kind of like taking a balcony view versus being on the dance floor, which if anyone knows me, being on the dance floor is right uh -huh. for it to be. But being on the balcony can also give you a great view because it gives you the information that you need about what's going on wrong. You can see if the music's too loud and the dance people are all over there, or are people divided, or is no one on the dancing because the DJ is terrible. It's never Pierce that's never that DJ. Pierce, <laughs> but I think that sometimes if we get so entrenched, I really appreciate your point, is that sometimes if we get so entrenched on the issues, 
and a lot of times it's reflective of our personal beliefs, I think that it does make, I want to say the right word is being like accommodating to the audience, being aware of your audience and who's reading the words that you're putting out there and the effect that they have on people is pretty impactful. And it's not always, I think I like to focus, I'm a relentless optimist, but I also can really understand that the negative outcome of things like that, it's like touching a hot, don't touch that thing's hot. So you touch it, you get burned. You don't ever put your hand back in that hot stove again. And I think the same sort of thing with engagement, you, and I'm one of those people that I'm not going anywhere. It doesn't really matter. I can't make everybody happy. And I've long since realized that. And as soon as I realized I got to be myself and be authentic to myself, things became much easier as opposed to being a middle child and wanting to be liked by everybody. I'm a middle child. I'm not sure well, you realize that. It explains a lot, doesn't it? makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it really, doesn't it? It really it does. Really does. It really does. So it's one of those things that we really need to remember that the negative aspect of things and how it comes across the entrenchment it does have further effects beyond voting block, beyond a single issue conversation, beyond trigger issues. I know exactly where you are in your educational level. I have very, very clear experiences as a student. I, we didn't have CRNAs, SNRAs when I was in school. It was probably to my benefit that we didn't. Because I would have gotten in trouble. You're talking about a medium. Yeah. Uh, okay. But it's one of those things that you are on your game all the time. Oh, very good point. You have to be on your game. In other words, if you all would the post time. something. You mean as a student. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And yeah. If you would post something, there could still be your instructor that, that might hear about the it. Repercussions, or the repercussions that you get. Absolutely. So you will be on your best behavior. At all times. At all and, time. and it's one of those things that I reminded you know, and we, I brought up a circumstance with an SRNA that, I, that I've interacted with who tried to defend one of his own and ended up almost going on scholastic probation because he tried to defend one of his own. Right. Wow. And he takes accountability. They take accountability for their behavior. And I think that they've become a stronger, better person. And they will be involved. They've already dedicated. They're like, the association's amazing. It's more than just this one thread. I think that it's one of those things that when you're not a student, you kind of, things become a little bit more loosey. You're not corseted in into this high expectations that program directors put on you as a student. And the pressures that always being on in your clinical game, you're not allowed to have a bad day. I'm allowed to have an, an off day. And you can relate that to social media as well. I think that's an excellent point, Ashley. I think when you were talking about knowing your audience, Mm -hmm. Um, That kind of triggered me back to a conversation I had with an SRNA today of anytime there is a student in your audience, you should be projecting your best leadership skills. Mm -hmm. And reflect on that a little bit because I think that, like you were saying, sometimes you forget and you let down your guard because you're not an SRNA anymore. You're not held to absolute Mm -hmm. perfection all the time. But at the same token, though, when you are in a group that is shared with students, can you just kind of reflect on how that can be forgotten sometimes and that has and can continue to do so negatively affect our student body? Yeah, so relentless optimist. I like to try to focus on the positive aspects of leadership, right? The positive aspects of being involved. Sadly, there are some people that that does not interest them. And those people aren't just in our association. You find those people, and I'm sure Sharon, you're running for office and having clients, that sometimes it's one of those things that it doesn't matter what you say or do, you're gonna have those people who want to watch the world burn. And it's a hard navigating thing to be able to do, because I can't, as an informal leader, because 
I'm not in office, minus Washington, the secretary position. So I'm considering myself an informal leader in this circumstance. I can't dictate behavior. And that's really, really challenging. I know we've talked about this kind of offline. And for me, it's one of those things that when you have people who want, whose motivation is that it's the addiction to the endorphin aspect. We had Simon Sinek that Sharon brought five years ago. 2015. Four years ago. I'm I'm close. Who, when you talk about the endorphins of cell phones, right, and touching somebody and things like that, I think that we missed, and I think that you're super sensitive to, because you're in a super, you are in a, I'm in a hypervigilant state all the time, Mm -hmm. and I respect my hypervigilant state. That's why we work so much. And there's a whole, there's whole science behind that. Your hypervigilance is something that is just my hypervigilance on steroids. (laughs) So there's a super sensitivity, and I think that a lot of times people trigger they get that Russian endorphins behind the screen and they remember what they were like when as a student. And we also, in the clinical realm, we teach how we're, how we're taught. And I think so many experiences that people are experience, experience in their clinical world, I think that they bring that dynamic of beating down to build up, mm-hmm. which is a military way of promoting growth. I don't necessarily agree with it that I think that that gets carried into social media. And it's even worse because, as we talked about before, it's not one-on-one. You're not in front of that person. And online, you don't see the body language, right? You don't have that eye contact. You don't have that. Whenever whenever someone is scared, I'm empathetic, right? When someone's intimidated or or sad or scared or upset. you won't keep coming. You won't keep fighting and fighting and fighting. And and the endorphin rush is more important than the effect that it's going to have. I think think what this boils down to is the public flogging. Yeah. And nobody likes a public flogging. And so we... Some people do like a public flogging. Well, they... they, And that's the problem. They like to give a public flogging. They like to give the... And they like to watch it. Well... The other part of this that I tend to see sometimes when the flogging starts, then some people won't come up to defend who is getting flogged because then they're afraid that they're going to get flogged Mm -hmm. after that. So it's a mob mentality. Yeah. And I think it comes down to a couple of things. I mean, you know, as a CRNA, you guys are professionals, and you need to represent yourself. Now, everyone is not going to do that. There are mm-hmm. different types of CRNAs, but well, Caroline, there's different you, type of people in it. Well, absolutely, absolutely. So. But to Caroline's point, I think if we sit back and we dissect this and say, okay, if these CRNAs who are leaders, you look up to these CRNAs, are out here behaving badly, and we mm-hmm. look at the organization as a whole. And one of the problems that we're having in this organization is engagement with millennial-type folks. Well, that doesn't lend itself Mm -mm. to helping engage and grow this organization. Mm -mm. If you've got CRNAs who are supposed to be leaders out there acting like this in front of students, Mm -hmm. and then the students say, I don't want to be part of this. This is not what, you know, it's anything I want to be a part of. So it could lead to that disengagement all over again, even at that level. I mean, what do you think about that, Carolyn? I think that um, that is exactly just a beautiful point. And mm-hmm. in my stance, 
I am a part of the education committee and Dr. Ballister, who is the chair of that committee, if I would have seen her online and say something unprofessional, there is no way that I would have ran for the position that I have today. And another important feature- That's a great point. Is the number one cohort that are not members of the AANA are CRNAs that are zero to five years out of practice. And maybe this could contribute why. I definitely don't think that this is a number one cause, but this can contribute as to why students, they're exhausted. They're exhausted from school. They're exhausted from clinical. They just got hypervigilance. a paycheck. Right. And they don't want to be involved in an organization or an association that has different avenues and you're one person when you're on stage representing and then you're another person behind your phone right i think there should be a continuum and and, and there should be consistency yeah and you you said it i mean you you guys are going through a lot you've got school you've got studying you know you might have a difficult case that day you might have a difficult crna a preceptor you're working with and then we have life issues on top of it i mean we forget that you're not taking a home paycheck right yeah that you're living a student loan debt that you still have a family or a partner or eating a lot of bologna eating a lot of bologna (laughs) There you go. <laughs> or, you know, or spaghetti is the case, maybe. Well, and I think that so many of, and I, and I really appreciate, you know, the, and I struggled, and many have publicly witnessed the struggle I've gone through from being a student and being hypervigilant and the, the whole people-pleasing thing to being, you know, kind of a hot mess in person to growing into a mature individual and being able to take the lens and the perspective that I have. Well, Ashley, one thing, and I appreciate what you're saying so, because you know how to say the word I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. And we, I'm really good at it. we have all... <laughs> I'm really good at well, it. But my point is this. We've all made missteps, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. And saying I'm sorry, I shouldn't have come at you like that, means something. It does. And it does. you have always been that way yeah yeah i do but it doesn't change the when she was talking about the combination between you're this person on stage and then behind a keyboard you're this person and i think that there is a mental effort there's mental disconnect well because well i I was talking i forget who i was talking to or was i i was i was messaging somebody just the other day who was like we had an episode online that was incredibly unfortunate and same sort of thing. I think this person is like this in person, and then I see them online, and I think there are two different people. And who do you believe? Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. Who is right. that person? And my response, and, and this is you know my personal take on it, is that I choose to see the man or woman who chooses when they go to speak to their divine entity, whether it, whatever religion you belong to, or if you're an atheist, it doesn't really matter. That, that heart and that soul, that is who that person is. When they walk into the church and they, play, they ask for mercy or they celebrate their family or, or who they truly are. Mm. I think people, there's a mental, and I wish I, I had more psychology on the internet because of this, but I really think that for some people, and this is something that I think we can address too, is the CRNA's, SRNA's page or the independent page or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, it's a form of entertainment. Right. If you, and I'm sure you witnessed this in the clinical realm, your preceptors on their phone? Oh, for sure. Yeah. You can actually strategically time posts to post online, whether it be Sunday, Sunday mornings. For those who want to post something and have it go far, post it on Sunday mornings or Monday mornings because you're getting the church going crowd. 
because they're bored in church and mass and whatever, and they're looking at their phone because <laughs> the preacher's talking about something they don't really care, for, care about, or they, they just want the distraction, or they kick their kids out to their CCD class and Monday mornings because that's when everybody comes back to work and sits on the stool. So there's some pointers for it. But I think for many people, and I just, we can revert this back to personal behavior in a second, but for many people, I think that this is a form of entertainment value for them. It's an, and, well, and you, there should be popcorn. There should be. There, well, Michael Jackson shows up. I think John Stewart is my new favorite popcorn meme with John Stewart. It's why is it? So, and I think that there is that people, and I that some want to see, and it all depends on the lens in which we want to give to the site as well. So if you are having someone who sees this as a form of entertainment, this is how I get my jollies. This is, you know, I'm going to sit there and, and rage on because you get the endorphin because all the likes. I'm liked, I'm liked, I'm liked. That's that positive vibe that you get versus someone who is seeking it out as a professional forum. Mm-hmm. And between the two of those, you're going to have two very different outcomes and two very different emotional responses. That's a very beautiful point. And at the same time, I think that if you have a message, there can be two ways you can get it across. Mm-hmm. No matter what, mm-hmm. you can get a very beautiful message across in a meaningful manner if you make that professional and empowering and wanting to elect change. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of students have said there have been some demeaning statements. And I think that. Oh, God, yes, there course. have been. And yeah. I think which I talked to someone recently too, um, a CRNA actually, and of course people say that's not a professional page. But my question is, if we're representing our profession, why should we not be? This is great, so, and, and so the other side, the other lens to that, for the argument this is not a professional page, mm-hmm. and I think that's a really, really great, or instant social media in general. So it's not just one page, Twitter, Insta, whatever you wanna call it, Snapchat. Does Snapchat still exist? It does. It does. I haven't oh, done Snap. I haven't done Snapchat in some time. <laughs> I have enough time to be able to maneuver all those medias. Is that with? It all depends on the lens of the person who brings it to the table. People are going to say it's not a professional page. It's not any page is not ANA sanctioned, right? Very true. We have Connect, and I have my opinions on Connect, but that's a different story. It all depends on the lens, and I I wholeheartedly agree that we could definitely behave as adults more professional. I think that we definitely as adults can choose. I started introducing my mentee here at mid-year as my colleague who hasn't taken a quiz, taken the big quiz yet. I think that, I think one of the more demeaning things that I've read online, and this is actually towards students, and I've been told this too when I was, you know, a decade ago, I can't believe I've been out for 10 years. Oh, uh, I don't want to. I'm knocking so, on thirty. One of the most demeaning things I've ever heard anyone say was that students are to be seen and not heard. Oh wow! And that's that's a cultural that. no, but that that has been what people have been taught, and that's what that has carried on down. And I feel that there is probably nothing more dehumanizing to an individual as saying their voice doesn't matter. Right, and if, and, and I, that shows up on that on many many sites and in many personal forums all the time, mm-hmm. and I think that that is also the culture and the dynamic between the students and those who have passed the test, is that there is a disconnect as to we have put these expectations of professionalism on you at all times. So Ashley, are you saying yeah. that maybe that's the way they were treated as Oh, students? I'm sure of it. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. But it's so I think that there's, there's the expectations that we hold you to. But right? you don't but hold yourself. But we don't. We don't hold, we, we don't hold us 
to the similar expectations. And that is not fair. And I'm saying our student body, we're saying we have expectations of you too. Oh, absolutely. That's a great message. Instead of saying, I had a student who said, let's turn all the griping on that page and turn it into gifting and gifting each other with knowledge. And oh, I I like that. that. Ashley, I think that's that's right there. Yeah, (laughs) you should, you should. Um, Because I, as much as it's not fair, you say I'm an adult learner and you hold me accountable for all this information. Mm -hmm. I'm holding you accountable for the professionalism that you expect to see out of me. Mm -hmm. And the students that I've talked to, they've talked about how they've posted a clinical question or something in regards to policy. And they've Mm -hmm. had responses that are hurtful. And we have to understand that every person is in a different part of their educational voyage. Some, mm-hmm. And also universities are not made equal. Some, no, they're not, and they should be. Some universities don't teach the history behind nurse anesthesia. Some are not politically as active as others, and they don't understand that, and they automatically go into, you should know this. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard for a student. So instead of coming really hard down on a student, support and embrace your ability to educate these students in a positive way. And I think the biggest thing I would say is before you post something, think about what you're going to get in return, what others will use in return, and what your profession will get in return. I think Mm -hmm. that's huge. And students' brains, we're sponges. We're constantly absorbing knowledge, 99.9% of that being anesthesia. But don't let us soak up negativity in this. And I think us as students and talking to the student body, I think we're kind of tired of like you said being held to the standard but then we kind of it's an oxymoron oh it's a tremendous you know the hypocrisy is profound and i and i can completely one i've practiced that hypocrisy i will own that but i'm human no you all i I own it you are really good but i've 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 but that hypocrisy and having that reflection and I'm one of those people that I reflect. I sit there and I think and I ponder and then I rise above because I think every experience I have is an intended experience to make me a better, stronger person. It empowers me. Culturally, it's an example of what you mentioned of sponging and students holding CRNAs accountable. I really like that. For me, I find that to be an impressive thought. And I like the way that goes. I hope that those who are listening to that will actually consider that with the realm of their behavior. So for instance, today, this is not an online thing. We had meetings, we have sessions going on right now. One o'clock hits, there's no one in that room. Professional organization is not showing up for their professional meetings here in which they pay for. So the accountability that goes through that's not just online, I think that that should be carried through. And, And I think that's a really great example. We should be the practitioners that the students want to see and want to emulate. I'm trying to think of the right language to be able to convert that to where I can, if you could say that out loud in a here upstairs at say 7.30 at night. And my concern is that culturally wise, we need to be there. I'm not sure we're there. And I don't know, I don't have the skill set to be able to know how to get us there. Minus starting and continuing, I've already started the journey, but continuing with me. Yeah. And then people who are listening to this podcast really take hold to that message. And if you think that you don't have to be accountable to your students who haven't taken the big test yet, I think that you should hold yourself accountable to the CRNAs who educated you and their expectations and your colleagues. Right. 
it's something to really to hold true and actually really consider and reflect in things that we're doing. I just want to kind of yeah. go back to a point you made a minute ago about, you know, the way people are and the way you think about people in regards, and you, you think the best of people. I think, in my opinion, people that do this on social media and they hide behind the computer, mm-hmm. I think that's really who they are. And that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the person you see out in public isn't the, the real person. So I think people need to be cognizant of that from this wow, this that's podcast. That's pretty profound. Too. Well, it's true. Think about your kids. You know, we teach our kids the same thing. Right. Know, you they're going to be on up. their best behavior in front of me. But right. And then what do you do behind closed doors? And it's the same thing here. Mm, but I think in, in this point, you know, as a CRNA and the professionalism that needs to be exuded, if you're holding yourself out there in a forum that says CRNA in it, there has to be some responsibility. You can't hide behind, this is not a professional forum. When you, you go anywhere, Sharon wears her CRNA pin everywhere she goes. Mm-hmm. Okay, If she goes out and she misrepresents herself as a CRNA, there's some ramifications to mm-hmm. that. There is. Okay, And I think the same thing in any forum you're in that you say CRNA, SRNA, I think there's got to be some. And I'm, and I'm not saying that that everybody is wrong in doing what they're doing, we can't control what these CRNAs are doing. Mm-hmm. We can't. But if we can just get one, two, ten people to think about it differently from putting this out here, I think that's kind of the goal, right? And, and I, well, and it's hard to bring CRNAs to a forum that doesn't have the language of CRNA in it. Professional or not, you're not. Right. You can't put like dog lovers. Actually, dog lovers of America would actually be also very appropriate for CRNAs in general. Yeah, that's true. Um, the reason why I and I do, I'm I'm one of those unusual people, and I actually I got this from you, Sharon. Is that when I see and sense a, a conflict, I will reach out and I'll talk to somebody. Reason being is that once you hear the voice, and I encourage students, and my, by the way, students, my, my phone number's online. You're feel free to call and reach out and talk to me. I know that some have because of stress, and I'll help guide you through that. It'll get you the help that you need whenever the day is really, really hard because I've had them, and I remember them very, very well. Well, that's because it was only 10 years ago. It was only, well, <laughs> some of some things that you, you didn't see me last week with my statistics homework, okay? It's still there. So it's one of those things that when you sense the conflict, when you realize there's something, there's a miscommunication that isn't reaching where it needs to go. And I'm not suggesting the students call people. I don't think that's the best thing. I think that you're setting yourself up and you're also getting yourself into things that your program director probably won't like. I, and I've seen that. I've seen students call out CRNAs that are on committees and when I look at that I'm like man where did they learn that behavior and I think that sometimes if CRNAs do something on that page students say okay Sharon Pierce CRNA did this so I'm okay to do it too well you're just saying that they're modeling but you know there I think there's one thing that really bothers me about this and it's that we're losing the group that started social media really and truly millennials are the group that brought social media out mm-hmm. but yet now that they've got the medium there 
We're pushing them away from the very thing that they began. And I do believe, like you said, Ashley, that we can use the force for good. I mean, there's lots of historical perspective in that regard. I mean, that's how Obama got elected was using social media. That's how you can get the Women's March going now because you hit you, mm-hmm. you get social media involved. And yeah, I the do Arab think Spring was totally completely social media and, driven. And right. This is something to use for good. Mm-hmm. So while we're talking about using it the force for good i believe that in your talks with some of the students they had some really cool ideas and maybe we can start a trend here carolyn why don't you give us some of those ideas that they came out with and i said yeah definitely i'm liking these twitter okay twitter tags i like the twitter tags i think i'm staring at that i'm like that's really good yeah so i was talking to the students today and they are amazing and so creative so just they want to take their social media back they do they do and i've had some students say you know i had to turn off my notifications i removed myself from this page and we were talking in groups Mm -hmm. and then i had some of the students come back in and they were like well if we had a motivation monday hashtag monday motivation i would get back on or tip tuesday or wellness wednesday transformation thursday flashback friday we can really create this cool that's cute um i was gonna say sebo flooring saturday but we could take all the pictures of the drugs on sebo flooring so that's gonna be that could be the matchy vile day um or spotlight sunday and just create more positivity and i honestly think that millennials and my cohort of students, my student body, they are ready for a change. We don't want to belittle anybody else. If you have a question, ask it. We are inclusive. All we have mm-hmm. is each other. And in sitting in really any lecture here at mid-year, we need each other. Mm-hmm. We need each other for grassroots efforts. We need each other at the state level. We need each other and we need e- no. We need like, we need each we, other on an organic baseline right, state and we don't have local time. And I feel like this yeah. is so counterintuitive for us to have this platform, but use it kind of in a negative way. If there is honestly a huge problem within the AANA, there are mechanisms other than this page for students and CRNAs to get answers from. Yeah. And I think honestly, positivity is key and we are there to lift each other up. And if this page is gonna be utilized it or utilized, like you said, Sharon and Ashley, for the good. Well, and, and I think that, that also consider human memory. One thing I wanna point, I know we're, we're talking, there's a lot of being the relentless optimist. There's a lot of on the negative side conversation going on about what's going on in the social media these days. There's also, a ton of positivity that goes along with it. Our brains are motivated and driven by evolution to avoid things that hurt. You remember things that hurt. When I get in an argument with my husband, I know exactly what he's wearing. I know the shoes he's wearing. I know what it was about. I know the time of day I well, knew what I had for dinner. Well, listen, yeah. I will tell you, he doesn't. He doesn't. But, no, but, but, but when you t- just like touching a flaming, a, a hot, a boiling pot of water, I'm not touching the boiling pot. You touch a lukewarm one, man, it's fine, it's great. Right. So we tend to remember and recall negative things. I think a lot of times, and again, as an sRNA, I would be hypersensitive to things. I was incredibly hypersensitive to a lot of things. I once thought. I'm just not sure that you can give credence that only students. No, no, no. No, no. I mean, you're you're different. And I don't think it's hypersensitive. I think we are exhausted and will continue, even if it's hypersensitive or sensitive. It's a sense of hypervigilance. I think hypersensitive is the wrong word. It's hypervigilance. It's that you're always on. 
right? You're completely, you're like, scroll, 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 boom, 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 boom. I got to do this. this. Well, that's the way our our leaders should be always on. And that's true. I think that's what I hear you say. It's true. true. But there's something happens when you pass the quiz and you have a job and you all of a sudden get that paycheck and you're comfortable and you're complacent and you don't donate to the pack, you don't come to the meetings and your membership is like, eh, I don't know. There is something that happens culturally that we don't, carry through very well. And I think this page is actually a really great way. The success stories that students have, Jason Bolt, perfect example. Last week, he put a text, you know, the I think it's American Express, someone this you know, pri- did a price list. Becoming a CRNA. Becoming a CRNA. I liked that. I yeah. thought that was beautiful. That was, and so there are, you, you see right. people of, I just did my first interscaling block and it was amazing. There's people giving advice on blocks and being Tip much. Tuesday. Being much more, well, they're being much more open about the techniques that people are doing. The negative aspects of things stick with you because that's how we were developed evolutionary-wise to avoid again. But there are positive things out there. There are people who find care for their loved ones like we talked before. There are people who seek out, who are able to find jobs and places they want to live because of that there are people and that's why in all honesty when students have a question or there's an issue people say oh what's up with these non-posts they should be able to post for themselves this is why there's an anon post and can you tell me how many are anonymous i thought i saw somebody i am like the anonymous queen i yes you are but somebody (laughs) Um, which is great 50% 50% mm-hmm. are anonymous. I mean, there, yeah, there's, there was there's, a there, there is, I, I have never actually, I don't have time for the math for that. Sure. But what I can tell you is that when there is that outlet that you do have that, I had this really weird thing happen. And when you have people that actually have come across and said, I had a really, really terrible day today. This happened. There was someone who had a angioedema episode in the ER who they had ENT and all this stuff going on and she explained what happened and then she's like, I really would love to have your feedback. And she got it. And most of it was in a really positive light. Mm-hmm. So there are opportunities and ways to grow. And again, I think that people need to be mindful of the audience in which they are addressing. Reason being is that people have, when it's a negative interaction, people have memories. They're going to remember that. Right. Well, most of the time, yeah. they're slowly Unless fading you're away. Unless you're male. I mean, That's I, don't, it. I don't remember any of those. But, <laughs> so that would but, be true. But yeah, I mean, actually, back to that point, I mean, I think these are all great things, but um, I really liked what you said earlier, and we all need each other, you know, and, and as a CRNA, CRNAs need SRNAs, SRNAs need CRNAs, and if we can, mm-hmm. we can be positive in these forums as much as possible. I mean, everybody's going to have a day a bad episode or something. But if they're consistently doing this, that's a problem, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. But I think, you know, this organization needs SRNAs. Mm, Absolutely, we we do. We need young CRNAs. Yes, we do. We need middle-aged CRNAs, and we need late-stage CRNAs, okay? (laughs) But everyone is needed. I mean, there's a lot going on in this organization and, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of needs. And I think being kind to one another and helping each other out in that forum, I think, is very good and very positive. And it happens a lot, to your point. I think a lot of CRNAs do help out SRNAs, and a lot of SRNAs give positive feedback to CRNAs. I mean, it's not all bad, but I think what we're trying to get across here is just as you communicate through social media and you know that others are watching, 
try to do it in a positive light in the professional manner. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I think, again, if, if somebody just takes away that from this podcast, I think we've done what we Well, and we I wonder, to. and the thing is, is for me, is I wonder, and I don't have the answer to this question, so this is just when you're driving home and listening to this, contemplate this. When you're posting something, and this is the thing I learned throughout my journey into 42-year-old adulthood, what is your intent? If your intent is to light up the page and watch Rome burn, do us a favor and, and don't do it. If your intent is really, if, if the, the consequence is positive, if the consequence is something that can be beneficial to everybody, then by all means. But always check your intent. Check the consequence. What is the yeah. end game of your post? And I think that mindfulness, that's no, no key word for everybody, is being very, very mindful. Yeah. Being very aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Be mindful, because that will help not just SRNAs and get you guys you know, into the fold. I think being mindful of each other will help things as well. And I know people think, oh, it's a hippy-dippy, zen, emotional intelligence sort of thing. But mindfulness really, especially in a, in a forum of 25,000 people now, being mindful on what you do and how you respect, react and respond. If you think that you're gonna set the world on fire or that your answer is gonna trigger something, then maybe that isn't the most appropriate time and the appropriate way to be saying what you're gonna be saying. And I think it's important to think about what's going on at large. Like Miss Ouellette would say in regards to history in the 60s and the 80s, there's these peaks of events. And right now mm-hmm. with the ACT statement that was released by the ASA and with mm-hmm. the movement of the terminology of nurse anesthesiologist, we mm-hmm. are at such a critical moment in history. Let's not exert so much time and energy oh. and effort on this page and against each other and let's use each other for positivity and to promote our profession. And I just, a lot of students would say, I just, you know, it makes me sad to see so much energy devoted towards that page when in mm-hmm. reality we could use that. Mm-hmm. Um, for advocacy, if you're right. if you're on that page and very vocal on that page, I want you to be vocal in Washington D.C. So I think out of the mouths of babes. <laughs> um, well, I think right that's there. a great point. I think it really I is. I think that that yeah, is a great a good, point. I think, I think that's a good kind of place to, to kind of stop at this but, point. So and wrap number it up. one. Thank you both. Absolutely, Ashley. I know we can always count on you, but Caroline. You put yourself out there, you man. You did, and you did such really an amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You did it's such really an good. amazing job, and we we are so thankful that you brought this message. And Sandy would definitely be proud of you oh. as well <laughs> as I, I am. <laughs> I am so proud of you. So my thoughts would be this: I want you to read that list again because maybe we can start a trend you've got ashley right there who is a trendsetter herself i don't know about that and so (laughs) read those again and i would like for people to think about this and maybe you can start something so go with your hashtags okay so hashtag monday motivation tip tuesday wellness wednesday transformation thursday flashback friday saturday shout out or spotlight sunday awesome 
Or SIBO flooring Sunday. SIBO flooring. SIBO Saturday. We can make it in a SIBO Saturday. These might catch on, like we were talking about before. Hashtag TBT, Throwback Thursday, yeah. and how you, th- you, you put pictures of yourself as a what if you still did tbt but you hashtag a picture of yourself when you were a very young sierra you are still young but or for the rest in of Halifane on a mission trip oh my that's gosh awesome. i love telethane <laughs> that's a whole other story so all right well sharon i think that's a wrap thank you both for being here absolutely amazing always good information we want to thank everyone for listening to beyond the mask with jeremy stanley sharon pierce if you like our show and want to know more check out our other episodes on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts until next time it's a wrap like what you're hearing be sure to subscribe on apple podcasts google play and everywhere else that streams podcasts Today's show was made possible by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. And thanks for your support of Beyond the Mask. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible and we would appreciate your support.